0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So now that we have all started to stop sweating profusely from the heat <laughs> that we've been having this week, we decided we would do this uh, this this chat at about seven o'clock in the evening so that we could actually manage it. Um, although I'm not complaining about the weather because isn't it just been blistering no. this week? Are you not yes. enjoying it, George? We'll come to that. Um, we thought we would have a really amazing discussion today because Georgia has been thrust back into the corporate world, um, having had, well... 20 months off, George. Is that right? I say off. I think it's mean, longer than that. It's but- like,
2: yeah, longer. Maybe two, it's about two, over two years. So okay. Gigi's going to be two on Sunday. And I probably went off a month before she was born. So, yeah it's over two years and it's been
1: quite a shock to the system in a way and I've like I've said it a couple of times on on our IG that George is one of those people that kind of is able to manage anything whatever life chucks at her like parenting fine being a wife fine looking after herself fine work and she just and then podcast and made my mum and so she's kind of doing it all but I've noticed a few cracks um, appearing <laughs> over the last few days just with like I'm gonna be in meetings all day so we thought we would get back on friend of the podcast uh, the lovely Toby who's been on before um, from my bump pay to kind of go through you know if people are going back into the office and people are struggling working from home still we just wanted to throw it out to you guys for our Friday Q&A so please welcome to the podcast how are you?
3: Thank you I'm so good I'm so excited about this topic it is so relevant to me also I've just started a new job so it feels like I'm starting all over again congratulations I
2: think it's so weird starting a new job when like after you've become a parent I think going back to your old role before you know that you had before mat leave is one thing and I think there's definitely challenges that come up with that I was talking to some of my team this week about that actually finding it really weird to go go back to your old role where everyone knew you before and you're expected to be that person but really you feel like a completely different person whereas for me this week I'm going in as Georgia right now with two kids with a podcast about being a mum, and everyone just you know that's that's they only know that they don't know any different um but again that's got its challenges too uh so how how have you felt like going back to what sort of a new (sighs) job
3: I have definitely felt like, okay, I'm a completely new person. Yes, I do have kids, but I'm a completely new person as well. I've also changed industries completely, so I won't lie and say it's been super easy. It, it hasn't been easy, but at the same time, they've been so, so supportive, and I was really, really selective in the type of culture that I worked for, which is a really good thing, and so far it's kind of been true to its word in terms of culture, but my goodness, it's not easy especially remotely I'm such a people person I don't get that people interaction
1: in the same way Um, but yeah I'm loving it so far. How have you found the juggle between you know starting a new job and having to be a parent at the same time how's that been for you? (gasps) I don't think there's really been a juggle so to speak because I just feel
3: like I just haven't been that present on the parenting front just to be really honest I just don't think there's any way I could have myself into a new industry, a new role, figured everything out virtually, and been fully present as a parent. For me, I just found it really difficult. So my husband's had to do a lot, and sometimes I am well, I should say sometimes a lot of the times he's doing drop off and pick up and dinner, and then putting them to bed, and then I'm kind of yeah, <laughs> you know rolling downstairs
1: like after a really long day. So that juggle wow. has been tough, but he's yeah. incredible. That and do so the kids good. know as well that when, you know, when mummy's working upstairs, they're not, they, do, you, do you have sort of like an office set up at home and do they never come up into it? And do you, are you, how do you feel when bath time's going on and you know that they're having dinner? Like, what's that like for you emotionally? Oh, at first, it was a bit hard. <laughs> it was hard at first, I, I won't lie.
3: Um, luckily, I kind of work right at the top of the house. So I'm quite far removed from them and they know not to come up. Um, so that's quite that's quite good. But then I had to really remind myself I went for this role, I wanted this challenge, and I put myself in this position, and this is everything I've ever wanted, kind of come into fruition. So I have to grab this opportunity with both hands, right? And just give it my absolute best. And just know actually, you know, in a couple of weeks' time when things calm down and they have definitely calmed down, so I'm getting more confident, then I am a lot more present for all those bath times that I've that I've missed. But my yeah. older says things like mommy I missed you all day all day oh, long I was
1: thinking about you um oh god that's but, yeah. so hard isn't yeah. that yeah. absolutely excruciating I, I still I just cannot get used to that at all George do you do you have you felt any of that in the last couple of weeks
2: um I don't know just to be honest so I've got my husband at home at the moment he's not working because it's like not his time to be working he has these months off anyway so he's at home he's spending a lot of time with Gigi on the days that she's not at nursery and I've quite liked that for him really like I've seen how much she's loving it he also he's always been on the pickups like in the afternoon particularly so not much has really changed there like I can sometimes nip out to pick up as well, which is like the beauty of being at home. Um, Actual school is like two minutes up the road, so I can do that. I can do the drop-offs in the morning because, again, it's only up the road, so I can be back by like nine and I just make sure I log on at eight just before we leave or whatever and just check a few things over in case I'm needed. So at the moment, no, I've been fine, but I am thinking school holidays – That might change because, you know, the kids are going to be around. Axel's not going to be at school. It's going to be harder. Um, And I definitely, when I first started the job, I guess I hadn't thought about the working from home thing because the whole read, not the whole reason, but one of the reasons I really wanted to go back to, to, to the office was for the routine. And like, I really missed getting up, getting dressed, rushing out the house. I don't miss getting on the tube, (laughs) um, you know, getting into the office, being in the office with people and, um, The fact that obviously that's not going on and I'm at home, I hadn't really taken into consideration. So the last week or so, I've just been like working at the dining table, then scrapping out and then going and sitting in the garden and kind of trying to move around the house and have like different scenery. But... I think I've quickly discovered that I'm going to need to carve out a little space for myself. Um, And actually, a friend of mine had a really good idea. She's got a fold-up desk. So she works three days a week, I think. And so then she does Monday to Wednesday with the desk up. And then on a Wednesday, she folds it down and she puts it away in a cupboard. Amazing. And I thought... That's a really good idea because at the moment I see my laptop, like, you know, on the dining room table while I'm sitting eating dinner. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should, do you know what? I am, I'm changing industry. Maybe I should just, you know, do a bit of research or just open up and just try and stay on top of it. And there is that temptation. Um, and I think that's the thing that's been the biggest challenge is being able to switch off and get into mum mode by literally just closing a laptop. Oh, yeah. That's it. You've got to like close the laptop and then you're in a different mode. Whereas before I had the hour commute, sit on Instagram, listen to a podcast, you know, sort of debunk the day, walk through the door and then like you're ready. I think that's the hard bit.
1: Mm. And I think that's, Sobia, you'd probably agree, wouldn't you, that that's probably the hardest part of what is going on in the world at mm. the moment, is that where we live is our office, and our yeah. office is where we live. Yeah, it's been so And where we work throughout. out,
2: and where we <laughs> to sleep, and where we eat, I mean, and where we, we, we have fun, and oh, gosh. God. But we've had loads of questions, Um, so should we jump in? Because, yeah, we're going
1: to do a Q Q&A, yeah. a, aren't we? Yeah. I love that you really, like, Georgia's really into it, can you hear it? She's like soup, she's like really. <laughs> going through it because with George right you don't really know sometimes what George is going through but at the moment she's like definitely definitely in this space where we're gonna have to like maybe give her some tips and advice and when things start cranking up I (laughs) actually I don't know I don't know whether it's harder for people that are free because I'm obviously freelance so my world is outside in the studio at heart but when I'm at home I'm trying to run made by mama's co-run made by mamas obviously um do (laughs) do um although georgia's been doing loads of it recently um do all of my like own stuff as well but the minute the kids come in the door i'm trying to parent and still be on my emails and still do the content and that's the hardest thing because you feel like you can't be present as a mother but you can't be present as a as a person of like in business
2: (sighs) Ah, oh and also as well there's always the temptation of like sounds silly but like there's the washing and you think oh i'll just quickly do that whereas if you was in the office you wouldn't be able to do no. that because you wouldn't see it, or oh, I'll quickly just organize that, or whatever. But um I'm sure lots of people are feeling the same. Yeah. So Let's get into it. We will okay. jump in. Do you want to kick us off, G? Yeah. This is from Frances, and she said, So worried, my little girl cries when I leave the room for five minutes, let alone the whole day. So I'm guessing she's probably going back to work and she's thinking, you know I can't even leave my daughter for five minutes how on earth am I going to leave her for a full day when I go back to back to the office or back to work
3: gosh it's so hard and we know it's hard right and I think maybe if you can it might be difficult but if you can maybe get a bit of trials in with maybe friends or families and a family maybe it's just half an hour and you pop around the corner or something and kind of test it out um but it's really really natural for young children to kind of go through that transition and cry and you might cry your, yourself the first couple of times as well but everybody will get used to it and the great thing about nurseries is that they're equipped to deal with that they've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times nurseries or child minders um so you know hopefully they'll be there to kind of support your child and your little one through the journey and talk to friends as well because you will realize that everybody's been through that very similar situation and you feel like I'm not alone
2: yeah and would you say as well guys that um if you're starting a new job say you start on the first of July whatever should you try and I mean I think this is good if you start your child at nursery maybe three weeks before or even a month before so that by the time you actually start work they're used to it and you don't have that extra stuff and then also you've had a little bit of time to yourself as well um I think yeah. yeah I mean Gigi started nursery in January and so she's fully you know bedded in and so I haven't even had that consideration yeah
1: I think financially if you can do that obviously start if you're not mm. earning and you've got to the point you you know you've got that extra month and you can't you know we as everybody yes. sets that's different but I think mm. if you can do it that's a really good way of doing it and also I don't know if you agree with this Toby but I think a lot of that is more about us we 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 have this incredible bond with our child for however you know we're not we're not separated yeah. from them for months and months and months and months and months on end in some situations and then we're like right we've made the decision to go back to work and then it's like we still don't want the bond the bond never goes away but it's more about our stuff rather than the, the child stuff because like you said they're, they're very good at like going to nursery and like tears at the door and then you know I used to get phone calls and they were like yeah no she's fine she was fine 30 seconds after you left and I was like yeah. I'm not I'm not okay. I'm a terrible mother. I've left her. And
3: you're so right about that bond never goes away. My eldest is three now, soon to be four. And I feel like that bond is is much stronger now than it was in those days where I was really nervous to leave him. Um, and now he can talk more and he tells me how much he loves me. I mean, he's amazing um, in his communication. So, yeah, I feel that bond... Rose, there's so much time for that bond to grow.
1: Yes, we're going to get into all of this. This is yeah. so interesting. Um, how do you deal with mum guilt for working full-time, sending 2 year old to nursery every single day, barely seeing them, dealing with their kickback and finding time for household chores? That is from <laughs> Beth. Um, As she's put, I also, on a side note, have to do everything with zero help. And most days I feel like my head is going to explode. Oh, my oh, goodness. That's you, so
2: uh, tough. yeah, so
1: The state of my kitchen right now, I really... Really, really empathize
3: it's, it's so tough and i think sometimes with no help it can be really really hard and i think you just have to prioritize and focus on what is really important to you so if in this season for example if it's a new role you know you focus on kind of getting your head into that new role and if your kitchen's a mess your kitchen is a mess it really doesn't matter as long as your children have food and they're fed and you know you are focusing on your priorities then that's absolutely fine so I think in some ways we almost need to let go of all these expectations of ourselves because we absolutely cannot do everything it's impossible find me one mother that's doing everything they don't exist they're dropping the ball somewhere so feel more than okay about dropping the ball on things that are not that Important is what I would say.
1: Yeah. And what about the mum guilt? Do you guys experience the mum guilt?
3: Yeah, definitely. I've had to get really physical and tangible with dealing with my mum guilt. So a long time ago, I actually kind of went on Pinterest and pulled pictures of things that are really aspirational to me as to why I was working. And I put them into like a Polaroid format and I printed them off. So every now and again, I'll just get them out of my drawer and I'll just flick through them. I say, oh, that's that lovely walking wardrobe that's that lovely kitchen, that's the beautiful family holidays. So things like that. And I remind myself exactly why I am working so hard full time, you know, on burning, firing all cylinders. And that really does help me. Um, and just talking to friends is a lifesaver as well.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I think it was the Star Wars sisters, actually, when they came on the podcast. I think I always feel better when I'm talking to like an adult who's now got children who says, oh, no, my mum worked full time when I was younger or my mum and dad worked full time when I was younger. And, you know, they made sure that they spent a certain amount of time with us every day and that was enough. And I think that's kind of when I start feeling less guilty because I think, oh, okay, I'm not damaging them you know, they're not going to look back and hate me for doing this. You know, it's all, there's a purpose, obviously. And, you know, everybody needs to make a living and earn money. Um, But also, it's like we always say, Zoe, like it's so important to show our children that you can go to work and really enjoy your job. And, you know, the reality is that they're probably going to have, you know, they're all going to have to work um, at some point in their lives. So uh, I think it's, yeah, finding the balance of being like a good role model and trying to do things that help you sort of get let go of that guilt whether that is like 20 minutes solidly every day like this morning I laid in bed with Gigi read for her read with her for 20 minutes before we got up and I thought oh well even if I don't spend any more time with her today we've had that on our own that's That's lovely. lovely." That's
3: lovely yeah I do think that the more of us who kind of choose to climb that corporate ladder who have children actually the better so I have um, a female CEO that I report into and she's incredible and she has kids and I watch her, you know, do the juggle and, and sometimes kind of, you know, she's there and she's fully present for her kids and then she's there and she's fully present for the business and she's an incredible example. And I think, right, if she's doing it, then I've got something to look up to in terms of, you know, I could also do it as well and still kind of manage that guilt. So I do think it's really important, like you say, to have those role models.
2: Yeah. When I when Absolutely. I start
1: thinking about... um work family balance why I'm doing it what I'm doing it for what it does for them what it means to them what it means to me I do feel like Beth that my head is going to explode because like all aspects of parenting and I don't know if you girls would agree with me everybody has very strong opinions um you know some people just want to be um you know uh kind of leave their careers or or didn't have a career and want to stay at home and they just really want to do that and I really respect that and I'd love to find out the reasons for that because I always question my reasons for going and my love for my job and then it's back and forth back and forth it's like you just I just don't think that you can ever really figure it out like is it too much time that I'm spending with them or it's not enough time on my own stuff and it just up and down. I just find it really confusing a lot of the time I'm very confused
2: Sometimes Sarah and I like. Do you know what? We just need a simple life. We'll just go and move to a beach somewhere. Yeah. We'll just the kids won't don't need clothes. They don't need anything. We don't need anything. We can just live live a really simple life. I'm exactly the same. I think. Oh, is that the way I should be going? Yeah. Rather than trying to take them on amazing holidays and do all this stuff. Yeah. I know. I don't know the answer.
1: I've got a couple of mates who live on a boat in Sri Lanka, right? And all they do is just um obviously not in Sri Lanka right now but when they're but and they've been sailing around the world for like seven years he does bits of freelance writing they sail around Her, their little son Teddy's like an amazing surfing champion and he's like nine and I'm like when I when I see them they're like mates from Kenya I'm like oh, wow you used to eat fresh fish on <laughs> the boat. what are we doing I want to go live with Teddy on the doing? boat although I think i would be a bit <laughs> sick um anyway George crack yeah. on
2: I actually find the days with my baby hard now. My mind is at work. I feel so guilty. Is that mum guilt? It is. Yeah, the juggle.
3: again. I almost feel like we, there's something I do with my son kind of called adventure days and we just have those moments and I can't do them for long because I get really tired. Um, and I just kind of wrap up all the fun into that moment. So then I feel like, okay, if I am thinking about work, then it's kind of okay because we've had our... We've had our fun. We've had our moments. And I don't know, I really, I really struggle with this term mum guilt. I don't think you should be made to feel guilty for thinking about work if that's really important to you. And I don't think you should be made to feel guilty for spending time with your children if that's really important to you. So,
1: yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, someone should invent a pill that you can take that takes away the guilt that the mum guilt anti-pill I might come up with a bit more sort of (laughs) slogany but something that just immediately like one of the one of the men in black things like come over on your head and then it's gone
2: because I don't know I don't have the magic answer for it I constantly feel guilty George yeah or like something that can shut your head off into different (sighs) modes so like you like put on this a red lipstick in your work mode and then you take it off and you're the mum mode and you don't think about the two in between at all when you haven't got them on. I don't know. I really don't know. I guess a lot of that's about switching off as well and trying to switch off your work so yes. then it doesn't eat into your family time if you don't want it to. Yep. Um, but as with anything we care about, that's really hard. So, I don't know,
1: especially if you run your own business, because you really can be got at all the time. There isn't really ever a chance to be able to switch off because we don't get to put out of offices on. I mean, I don't even have an out of office. What is that? So, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I hear that one. It is difficult. How to find time to prioritize yourself exercising me time when you're working pregnant and have a toddler.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good question. And and sometimes you just have to like layer up, right? So it could be things like just going for a walk and, and listening to this podcast or going for a walk and kind of doing something else at the same time and kind of walking your child, your toddler to sleep and kind of getting that exercise. Yeah. So and then there are going to be some days where you don't feel like it and don't feel pressured, if, especially if you're pregnant to feel like I'm, I must work out, unless that's your thing. And you definitely want to do it. I don't think we should put too much pressure on myself. My
1: second pregnancy with a toddler, I did,
3: nothing
1: <laughs> mm, yeah swimming yeah, or same. yeah exactly something that gets your sort of endorphins going but it's not too, it's too stressful yeah
2: yeah I think like you say doing two things at once so like if you love listening to this podcast which if you're listening I hope you do getting on the bike and listening to it while you're on the bike so you're kind of I guess killing two birds with one stone um, and then just knowing that if you don't fancy one thing one day, like, oh, do you know what, I don't want to exercise. It's okay. It it, it shouldn't be like a burden. It should be something that you're doing for yourself anyway. Um, And I think if you enjoy, if you find it exercise that you enjoy, it won't feel like another thing to add to your list. It'll feel like something you really want to do. And also
1: the only person that can prioritize things in your life, is yourself. Uh, Caroline Britton came on the podcast. That podcast stays with me so much about putting a bubble around yourself and protecting yourself from, you know, the bendy arm brigade who want to just pull you in all directions because you allow them to do that. And once you figure out, you know, the exercise or, you know, whatever it is, spending time with your toddler or me time or self care is important to you in your priority list, then you will move them up there because, you know, that makes you feel good. But it's about putting yourself. Um, and your worth first you know I think when we have our babies we sort of forget about ourselves, and it's like oh well you know we won't wash our hair or we won't do x y and z because of oh, sod it it doesn't matter we'll do it another day but actually that self-care makes us feel great so it's about prioritizing and only you can do that
2: yeah absolutely I think it was it Megan Rose Lane who said instead of saying you don't have time try saying it's not a priority and then you think oh right, okay. Like, I I will, you know, I will find the time because it is a priority or, oh, yeah, it isn't a priority and that's all right.
1: Well, remember, George, that was a brilliant chat. We'll be right back after the short break.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we?
2: This is another one. How to get in and out of work mode without a commute walk time. Go downstairs and boom, it's mum time. You said that, George, haven't you? Yeah.
3: What do you do, Toby? To be honest, I go downstairs and boom, it's mum it's mum time. It's fast and furious. I'm just trying to think. There are things that I do, though, in, in the morning that kind of set a bit of a routine and kind of set a tone. So if I can, potentially sometimes if I'm not doing the drop off, I will go for the quickest walk you've <laughs> ever seen kind of just around the um where we live and that's literally probably five minutes and that makes me feel like I've done a commute um so that definitely kind of helps me in the mornings in the evenings to be honest it is just kind of roll down roll downstairs um and then yeah try and spend some time with the kids and then To be honest, I probably end up working in the evenings as well, but that's probably not the best example, just because I'm juggling so many different things. Oh my gosh, do you have to do that as well? Sometimes, (laughs) being honest. Then also I'm doing my bump pay and that kind of leads into different things as well that I I pick up in the evening.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, look at all of us. It's like quarter to eight and we're on here and technically we're all working, aren't we? So.
1: This isn't work for me though. This is the truth <laughs> from the week. I love it, yeah. especially chatting to you guys. Um, okay, baby keeps getting sick at nursery and I feel like I'm letting down um, everyone at work. How to deal with? So this one you'll be able to give us a an insight into. Yeah. That's such a good question. Um, and I'm a really strong believer in having that
3: conversation upfront really early with your partner, if it's your partner, parents, if it's your parents, whoever your support network or support bubble are and thinking ahead of time, okay, if the child is sick, what is the plan and being very clear that that plan hopefully is not always going to fall on you as the mum. I'm a strong believer that it can't if you have got that support network trying to take it in turns um, so that you know it's either your husband or your partner or, or parents who are kind of helping with pick up speaking to your employer as well, and kind of just being upfront and saying that my child's just started nursing, obviously, as I've just started to come back from maternity leave or started a new job. And so I really hope it's not going to be the case, but there may be moments where you know they spike a temperature. Obviously with COVID, if there, will, there are yeah. lots of different rules and things around how we need to, and how quickly we need to come and collect our children. So I just want to kind of put it out there and discuss the flexibility around that if it, if it is needed. So have those conversations upfront. Do not volunteer yourself as the martyr immediately if the child is sick. Um, Have that framework so hopefully you can take it in turns.
2: Yeah. Really good advice.
1: Isn't that brilliant
3: advice?
2: Do you think, like this year, people have become sort of that people who don't have children or you know have got older children and have forgotten about all of those little things when they start nursery like they all seem to get sick and all that kind of stuff but I feel like there's more of an understanding around those things now um so like last week my my new boss her daughter was off of nursery for like the whole week and that you know there was no apology like, there's, there's she wasn't apologizing about it because she didn't need to. what did she have to apologize for? And I really liked that. She was just like that's just the way it is, you know like that's that's what happens in life. um and I you know I want to be there and I want to be able to pick her up and yeah, do you know what she is at home today and I'm not going to have my camera turned on because she's here. and yeah, I thought I thought it was good because I think there's that human side then. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing it more and more. And the lovely thing about being kind of virtual is that we're physically seeing people's worlds. So sometimes we're physically seeing family kind of walk past behind the camera and things like that. So, you know, you're you're getting a better understanding as to who people are as we're working. And I think there definitely is a lot more of a big appreciation. Um and sometimes we're also realising that there's a lot going on just with COVID in-, in itself. It's just a lot to deal with. And I think everyone's had their different stresses and strains
1: due to that. Do you know, the only experience I have with this, and it's not actually around children, but it was around my early menopause. And it's the first mm. time I've ever had to go to an employer and say to them, look, this is a major thing that's going on in my life. And, you know, the man sitting opposite me was a was a 40-year-old male who I didn't know particularly well, but I felt I could trust. And we were sitting in a very small room together. And I said, look, I'm going through menopause. It's making me feel X, Y, and Z. All, all the while, I was thinking, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. It was, I hadn't It was. really been exposed on that level before because I haven't really ever come up against anything like that Mm. and he was just amazing and just said thank you so much for being so open and honest I will speak to Andy who's our our managing editor and I'll just let him know and he said anything that you need from me you just call me if you can't come in because you've had a tough night with the sweats or whatever's going on just let us know and I've only thankfully I've only ever sort of felt rough so rough that I couldn't go in once and they were great they were like okay great fine we'll sort it so actually I think sometimes the conversation is more scary and if you do, you know, if you do have fear around going to your employer and saying them about these things, I think sometimes there is more understanding than we think there will be. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And if we don't, if none of us do it, then nothing's going to change. That's what I always think. Yeah. You know, like if you're sitting have the, having these worries, there's probably someone else in your office or in your company who feels exactly the same and one of you's got one of you's got got to make the change yeah and make it okay to talk about things like that how to find a job you will love when you don't feel like yourself after a baby and don't know what you like it's such a question
3: yeah definitely a process that I kind of went through as I was finding this new job I spoke to a lot of people random people that I kind of knew from my current life or maybe past life and maybe worked with them previously. And I just found out, you know, what do you do? What do you like about it? What's the culture like at your company? Um, And then just had those conversations. And from those conversations, I'd pick up really interesting things. And and I think, okay, yes, that that feels like something I might enjoy. Or no, that doesn't feel like something I, I would enjoy. Or no, that definitely wouldn't work with my family situations. I had lots and lots of those conversations. And I ended up um, from one of those conversations talking to somebody a friend who really was really straight with me and said toby why have you considered this and I thought no I, I hadn't um, and then that's how my new role came about um, so I would definitely recommend just talking to people that maybe you've worked with previously people you went to university with friends and family and just start to understand what's out there and what could possibly suit you and I think naturally you'll feel like actually yeah I could get really excited by that and the things you get really excited by just naturally i say those are the opportunities to explore um yeah as well so that would be my advice
1: mm, that's great advice um this is from Natalie Matt leave then made redundant during pandemic I've got another job but I don't really love it is it worth it
3: I would say it depends why you're doing it if you feel that you don't love it for the reasons let's say you don't love it because it's not stretching you in the right Way in terms of your career, then it then it may be worth actually just having a conversation with your employer and to say this isn't working for me because of X, Y, Z reasons, and there may be actually more of a challenging role or better suited role to you. So sometimes it's there's no harm in having a really honest and open conversation, saying I'm not loving it for these reasons, and you may be surprised that they something else may may open up to you, and actually then it is worth it because you're able to take a better opportunity maybe potentially within that company that's better suited to you um sometimes it is worth it and sometimes it isn't worth it it's it's such a personal question as to why you're actually really doing it but I do say don't be afraid to have that conversation um and maybe have the conversation with other people as well because again I'm just such a such a big um fan of talking to other people because other opportunities sometimes arise that you just don't didn't know existed
2: yeah
1: i I like to ask a question Why, why we feel um that we cannot love our jobs um, there, there are elements in there's conversations that I hear, or maybe it's historically that things that I've seen mm. on telly or read in magazines or whatever, that it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, yeah, no, it's just nine to five. I just I just get through it. And then, you know, I, I have amazing times at the weekend or I have great times with my friends, but all those eight hours in the day. And I'm like, eight hours in the day? and You're not doing a job that you really love, like you deserve to have that. Do, are you hearing that or are people sort of changing their mindset on it?
3: Yeah, I think I hear it a lot, especially as we become mums, like our whole idea of what's important to us really changes and we change so much. So sometimes going back to what we used to do before we became a mum just doesn't Mm -hmm. feel right. Um, And I hear that language a lot, like it doesn't seem worth it. I'm leaving my child with somebody else. Is it worth it? And to that, I would say, you really do have the power. I know it's not as easy as as said, but you really do have the power to, to make that change. I know it's, it feels so scary. Like, gee, you've done it, you've gone into a new industry. Like I've just recently done it. It's really, really scary. But I would encourage anyone who's thinking, should I do it? Should I not do it? Just have a go. You'd be kicking yourself sometimes if you if you feel like you didn't actually try it. And I feel like now I'm trying it. I feel completely liberated. I feel like I am the person I am meant to be, in, in this organization, I feel like I can I can be myself, and that in itself is just worth its weight in gold.
2: Yeah, I think as well, like to your point, though, like about people not enjoying their their jobs. I think a lot of the time, as well, especially after we become parents, we maybe need a little bit more flexibility. Some people just take a role because of the flexibility and the fact that they can just do three days a week and they might hate it, but they just do it. And I think it can feel a bit scary, like looking at a role and it might be advertised, or, you know, when you speak to HR, they say, you know what, they really want someone full time. But I think for from experience, like I know that like my role, for instance, was full time. And then as I've, you know, got into the team, I've realized people job share. And, you know, there's lots of there's lots of different, you know, routes that you can explore. And I think it's worth still going for those jobs that you that you really want and like going for a job that you love and then asking for the flexibility after haven't you
1: you negotiated four days with them or you is this yeah yeah you have
2: yeah so I did so it was it was a full-time role at you know at like, that was what the HR sent over to me. And um, I was like, oh, like, you know, I'll, I'll speak, you know, we'll have a chat and whatever. And then in my first chat, I was so open. I was like, listen, I can't do full time. Um, is that a problem? Because if it is, then... no this isn't going to work and um it it quickly transpired that no like a lot of people do four days some people do three some people job share some people have been at the company for a year and then they find a job share you know so there if I hadn't have asked and I'd have just closed the door straight away then I would never have known um and I think that always used to scare me when you know when I had Axel looking for another job um that oh no that's full-time they just want full-time so like no without even asking the question
1: yes which probably a lot of us do right yeah
2: yeah yeah and I think yeah I think that's what happens a lot.
1: Um, can I just ask this one? Tips tips for what to do towards the end of maternity leave in preparation for returning? Um, that's a great question. Really good question. Um, so keeping in touch days are a
3: brilliant tool that I always recommend that people should make use of. Um, and they're just sessions that you can do to basically kind of keep in touch with your industry and people that maybe you used to work with in your department and things like that. So I think they're brilliant. Um also, just have a little bit of fun with it. So maybe it's just meeting up for coffees and or walks of people that you used to work with that maybe you haven't been in contact with, and just find out how they are doing, how how have they been coping with this time? Or what's what have been the big changes, you know, within the team or within the environment and things like that? Um, so that's definitely something that I would recommend. So things like. Also just scrolling on LinkedIn for your industry, just kind of your general LinkedIn and just picking up things that are happening and what people are reading, what people are talking about is a really nice, easy, kind of non-pressured way to kind of get up to speed with certain things. If you really want to be kind of hardcore, you could start having, you know, more strategic conversations with senior people around, okay, what's the strategy for when I come back? What are the things you really want me to focus on? What are the business's big problems? And you can start to think ahead of time of, you know, how does my role, how does me returning have a positive impact on some of those really big strategic pieces that the business is really focused on? Um, Things like if you do have a mentor, kind of reconnect with with your mentor, have a chat, um do things around kind of practice are really practical so things like packing your bag and
1: if you are kind of going into the office um don't practicing. forget your emergency nuts which i always carry yeah. with me <laughs> mask don't forget your mask <laughs> sorry you know i should have said that don't forget your mask yeah. you're right, you're back. <laughs> um <laughs> Practice taking the the
3: kids into nursery if they're going to nursery or whatever you know their childcare situation is going to be. Practice that, or maybe even do a couple of practice calls where you're in a different part of the house. And maybe if your child is at home, you kind of practice you know role playing that you know mommy's doing this or etc. Or however that however that works. So the, there are different levels to it, um, and I think you have to kind of assess what you feel comfortable and what you feel ready with. Some people choose to do none of the above, and that's also totally fine.
2: Such great tips. I know I know should we finish up on I mean there's I mean there's actually loads I know. but I thought this is quite interesting because we haven't really spoken much about how other you know how colleagues can react to people who are working part time so Nicole said how to get colleagues to understand your non working days aren't holidays or jollies
3: it's such a good question i think kind of being really clear up front that obviously these are your non working days but also being really clear with your deliverables so I always say if you perform your boundaries will be respected or your boundaries are much more likely to be respected so if there's things that you need to do during your three days and you've said you'll get them done during your three days absolutely get them done if for whatever reason you can't get them done within those three days then communicate very clearly that you can't get those things done within those particular three days but also communicate the plan as to what's happening when you're not in the office so then everybody feels really comfortable and everybody knows what to expect i think where boundaries get blurred and people start to have that lack of understanding is because there's lack of clarity and they're thinking well what's happening on this third or fourth day that this person isn't in but if you're really clear as to what is happening what is wasn't what isn't happening and when things are going to be picked up by i think that's really helpful another thing is to actually define what is really urgent there may be some instances where actually, there is an absolute car crash. And you are the only person who potentially could step in to resolve that car crash, and almost ranking, okay, you know, this is the alert button. And if these types of things happen, then absolutely press that alert button and and reach out to me on the days that I don't work. But if those things aren't happening, then, you know, you guys can definitely handle it yourself.
2: Yeah. And also, do you know what, as well, I think, if you get if you're getting paid for three days right and someone in your office is being paid for five then it doesn't matter if those other two days are off or a holiday whether you're laying in a spa whether you're doing whatever because it's actually none of their business because you actually (laughs) like they're being paid to work on those other days and you're not so however you choose to spend them is up to you yeah,
1: I get a bit of that because I work at the weekends. But, but radio is not my main job. Like radio is a great job that I love and I love being there. But I almost get a bit of like, oh, what have you been up to during the week? It's like well, I'm running my other business and I've been doing all my other stuff that I do. And, you know, it's like people yeah. have some very like interesting views on what you should be doing outside of sort of their time. So I think it's absolutely yeah. fine that you said, George, to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are the days I'm not working for you. So I'm doing my own thing. Thanks. Other
2: yeah, things. I'll do what I want on those days. Yeah.
1: Go out for ice creams, <laughs> hang out at the beach, whatever. Um, I feel like we need to do one if you're an if uh, for employers as well because I think that's quite interesting. Because my sorry, George, if we can just do just one one last point on it because if you're an employer and you're listening to this, I understand. Sh- should employers always be okay with everything that they're kind of given on that front? Um, as in, like, what happens if somebody can't come into work or can't do their job that day because of something that's happened to um, their employee's child? Then that leaves you in the shit. How are you supposed to handle that? Like, can you have those open and honest conversations as well? Because you've got to think of it, about it that way round yeah. too.
3: Yeah, I think it comes down to the relationships and really building that trusted relationship. So I run a team. I have people on my team. I have people on my team that have kids as well. Um, and so, you know, we have those constant conversations about – how are things you know how are things going not just from a work perspective but also from a personal perspective and i'm honest and that person is honest with me as well um so you know in the situation where things do crop up i do understand that we just have to kind of pull everyone kind of pulls in and we just have to kind of get it done because touch wood that there may be situations where my children are in circumstances that you know then i maybe not there that day or I'm coming into the meeting 20 minutes late or things like that so it really have you do have to foster a really trusted team environment where everybody understands that there are some days that you may just have to pick up the slack and that constant conversation and honest transparent dialogue means that people feel comfortable rather than kind of papering over the cracks and kind of getting frustrated so yeah I definitely think it's about honest, open conversation for sure.
2: Yeah. And also give and take. That's what I think, like, if someone's willing to to give, you know, like give you extra when you need it, like as an employer, like if you expect them to give you more sometimes, then I think you have to yes. allow them to take more as and when. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It needs to yeah. be a balance.
3: I think those trusted employees, actually, you'll find that when they kind of do get back into the office or get back into work mode once they've kind of dealt with the the situation on the emergency you'll find that actually work 10 times harder for you because actually you've given them that trust to say right i trust that you're going to handle that situation but i also trust you're going to get on with the task that we need to get on with
1: you're amazing thank you so much i feel like <laughs> i feel you. like when we have conversations with you like this, you help so many different people because we all go through it in various aspects of our life. And you know, hopefully, if you're listening to this and uh, and you sent your questions in, we got we got them answered. And if not, maybe we could do like a like a little live or like a answering. You can yeah, just answer totally. the questions. So we can put them. In. I know you're juggling a million things, but I feel like yeah.
2: you're in demand. <laughs> we don't want to. You're in you, demand.
3: <laughs> no, I absolutely,
1: I absolutely love it.
3: It keeps me so relevant and it just keeps me so grounded in terms of what I'm doing. And it helps me as well
1: because I'm literally talking. Through it, going through it every single day amazing yeah. toby thank you You're so welcome. have a lovely thank weekend you. enjoy it i've just looked up i smelt the rain and i've suddenly just looked up and it's raining where
2: i am now oh, oh i can see actually, actually, i can see gray clouds so hopefully you so. got to wear
1: all your summer dresses in the last four days because i think they're going to be put away <laughs> yeah. for a while the back end of this week
2: <laughs> toby lots of love thank you so much for thank coming you so on much. thank you